Learn how to turn your video presentations into engaging, interactive, and easily monetizable online courses that can be taken anywhere. We'll help you easily take your recordings from webinars to interviews or even your newest promotional video and convert them into captivating, interactive learning experiences that are perfect for our distracted world. I'll show you step-by-step -step how to motivate and engage with your online course today. Welcome to the AI Parenting Podcast. Our motto is don't sedate, relate to create. And today we're talking about sensational online courses that compel people to action. Even if you're not a parent, this podcast will give you practical steps to take your existing videos and turn them into an engaging and active online course. I'm your host, Dr. Ed. I've been working in educational technology for over 15 years, and I'm excited to share with you some of the recent work that I've been doing with WordPress and LearnDash for the AI parenting website. Now, when I refer to learners, I'm not just referring to kids. I believe that in an ever-changing world, we all need to be lifelong learners. This work has motivated me to reflect on the state of online learning today. John Dewey says, we don't learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. And I've always been a fan of the Socratic method, and I'm more convinced than ever that the purpose of online courses today is to compel people to action and reflection. If they aren't taking action, then you're not helping them. If they're not reflecting, then they're not going to remember what they learned long term. Now, when I spoke about video funnel secrets, I provided practical tools to convert attention into a list of prospects that are just consistently taking action, even if it's just watching your videos. This is really the first step for any idea or product. So if you haven't listened to the podcast, I'd recommend going to AIparenting.live to listen to the replay or even take the course. Today, we'll focus on the next step of creating an online course and motivating them to take action. Your creativity will be wasted if you do not have an audience. And there are three main points that I feel don't get covered when speaking about online courses. One, motivate sign up how to use your existing video previews to speak to a cold audience. Number two, motivate action, how to get learners to actively reflect rather than passively watch videos. And number three, motivate proof, how to address objections and build an educational brand. All right, let's jump into it. So now in the book, Traffic Secrets, ClickFunnels founder Russell Brunson describes social media like a big party. Your goal is to get attention, to build relationships, and to get them to engage. Uh, but it's not, and I want to be clear, it's not to sell them stuff. The 60-second funnel is the secret behind quickly finding out who in your network is interested in what you have to offer. It is the first step in bringing up your clients on a, a ladder of increasing value. And we can't emphasize knowing your audience's goals enough. Too many content creators only talk about themselves and what they offer rather than the value that it brings to their viewers. Now, the purpose of these funnels is, is what? It's to test to see if what is going to help your audience the most today? Um, you don't have to get it perfect, and most people don't the first time, but you do need to choose a single clear call to action 
that is going to help your audience the most. Um, so the question would be like, how does signing up for this email list help your audience? How does liking, commenting, or sharing this video help your audience? If it only helps you, then you really need to think about choosing a different call to action because it's not about you. It's about how it benefits them. Now, how do you know? How do you know what will help your audience the most right now? Well, it can be as simple as asking a viewer if that you know, like somebody who's a friend, if they can have just a brief call to see how you can help them today. Just make sure you write all those down, those insights down. Now, if you feel that and if you feel that you can add value in some area that they're discussing, like consider making a product or maybe even pivoting your business. At the end of the day, our job is to serve others. Uh, and so we're just trying to find out what is most valuable for them. And so whatever we can do um, to provide value, that's that's what we're going to focus on. Now, let's say you're at a point where, okay, great. Mission accomplished. I have recorded my video tutorial or tutorial. That's maybe like it's 10 minutes or longer. Generally, um, you want to make sure that your your posts are 10 minutes or longer. One of the things that you could do is you could post like say you finished this 10 minute video, you posted it, you made it on YouTube, you could post a direct link to your video on social media platform. But what's the problem with that? What is the problem with a direct link to another video? So keep in mind that the social media makes money by capturing attention and keeping you on the platform. So generally, um, and I think this is key is like generally Facebook doesn't want you to leave their party and say go to the YouTube party. Um, so it tends to promote the, the posts a lot less. Um, it's one of the reasons why a lot of uh, platforms prefer to use like a 60 second video that can keep people on their platform itself. So instead of going and uh, having your people go to another site in order to see your video, they prefer to watch the video live, it'll automatically play you just scroll and then it will start playing. And you can imagine like how much more attention are you going to get if you can live play a video on that platform versus if you are just sitting there and waiting for somebody to to comment or post or something. Um, that's going to make a huge difference for for you. Now, in order for your video to be a useful tool for promotion, you need to create a sizzle reel that is less than 60 seconds. Um, because most social media platforms limit the maximum video length to 60 seconds or less. And also remember the uh, party analogy. So you won't have a lot of time with your prospects. So you want to make it short and sweet. Now our goal is to find the quotes and the stories that are going to stop people in their tracks. Start in the middle of the action of a story or start with a quote that really impacted you or made you feel an emotion. Uh, was there a part that made you laugh uh, or a part of the story that warmed your heart? So stop in the middle middle of the action is very important. 
Um, so it's something to keep in mind is that we're we are trying our best to to make sure that we we keep going and that we are hitting people right at the beginning. That's that's where it is. And so what can you do? Like if, if instead of like a like a really compelling you're going outside kind of video, this is just an interview um, that is mostly just talking heads. Well, remember, we want to stop people uh, in their tracks. And this is not just about starting with a B-roll image. You need to ask what is a visual that would put people in the middle of the action? So what visual would make your audience laugh? Uh, what would make them feel an emotion, even if they're just scrolling past? Remember that AI is looking at the unconscious milliseconds of watch time. So your ability to make them stop or even just like pause lightly, even for a few milliseconds will make a huge difference for how well your video preview performs. Speaking of those milliseconds of watch time, another way to increase it is to um, increase the scrolling distance of your 60 second preview. What do I mean by scrolling distance? Well, think about this. If you have a post like this one, it's a 16 by nine video. It will usually, um, like I said, this is a horizontal 16 by nine video. Making it square can actually double the scroll distance of your video so that it stays on the screen a bit longer. Um, and this is really key because double the distance means automatically you've doubled the milliseconds without doing anything different. Um, this is one of the reasons why I focus so much on the square because square works every, it seems to work on all the social media platforms. Um, some platforms even allow you to make it longer with a full vertical video. Uh, but the recommendation is generally that uh, if you're like disrupting the status quo, uh, which a lot of you are, uh, you want to be compatible across as many platforms as possible. So I tend to default to Square since it makes the image bigger on most social media platforms. It helps you stand out uh, and it seems to work on, on most platforms. Uh, like it's just the most compatible version. Now, speaking of social media, you've probably already noticed that most videos don't play with any sound. Uh, in fact, Digital Day found that 85% of Facebook videos are watched without any sound. And so that's why the having the captions burned into the bottom of the video is is really, really valuable. Um, it allows you to uh, like it, it's a way that you can quickly read if you're just browsing, like you're just scrolling through the video uh, and you can quickly find out if the video is going to be relevant to you um, without having to turn on audio. Now, you might be asking, OK, well, what kind of like text uh, caption caption services are there? Well, um, so some of the examples of text caption services uh, or I, I tend to use AI transcription services um, like otter.ai or simonsays.ai. I'm, I'm loving AI services, by the way. I'm a heavy user, early adopter, let's say, of AI technology. Uh, the good thing is you get a rough translation fairly quickly. Uh, you're still going to need to correct it. 
there's still going to be mistakes and you're still like, there's, there's no way around it. Sorry, you can, you can still spend some manual effort to correct it. But the key is that you want to be able to control how much text appears on your screen at any time. And you can imagine why, because the less text that you have, the larger you can make the font and the more readable the captions will be on a phone. Now, should I burn them in? Should I just keep them as like a, a separate caption, text caption file? Well, uh, burning the text captions into the video avoids the problem where the text captions are not supported consistently across different platforms. I've tried all sorts of things, um, but I found that basically burning it in is the only way to be consistent. Uh, everything else, like you, you're kind of doing it, like you might have it succeed really well, uh, or you might not. So I, I definitely recommend like burn in, burn in the text captions. So um, the next step is to motivate action. So with our online course, do we want people to just watch the videos? Or do we want to transform their lives? If our goal is to change their lives, then they must take action. There are different levels of action that will result in different levels of learning. And the level of action also corresponds to the willingness to invest and the price that they're willing to pay. So sometimes if you want a higher level of action, one of the best ways to filter adjust the people who will take action is just to charge more for your course. If it is a free course, or if it is a very low cost course, then the people who are going to join may be way less committed than somebody who like pays a high amount, hundreds of dollars for a course or over $100, they're going to be much more committed to getting results because they're like, I paid all this money, um, I need to get the result from it. Make sense? So the first level um, that I'm going to cover is called observe, um, the observe level. Um, and observe is interesting um, because like people will like typically watch a, if the course is available for free, for example, they might be curious about a topic, uh, but they don't have immediate plans to use that information. Uh, perhaps that course is going to give them some new ideas for their business that they'll use in the future. Great, right? So the goal with observers is to get them to watch more videos. And this is where I found that shorter, like two to five minute videos tend to result in this feeling of accomplishment. You know, it motivates them to watch more videos. And it also makes it easier for them to go back to a particular spot in the course itself, because most um, learning management system or the courses, they will track like how many you've done. So they'll give you like a check mark for each one that you've completed. So instead of uh, searching back through like 15 or 30 minutes of video or like an hour long video, uh, you can just jump back to the last course that you finished. And so you, you'd only have to potentially redo maybe two to five minutes. So it makes the cost of coming back to the course very, very low. So your, your goal here is to reduce the cost of coming back to your course. Um, of course, you can also there are other ways that you can motivate. Um, you can connect courses to a drip campaign, uh, which means that a new content is offered on a schedule rather than everything being released at once. Because if, if it's all released at once, maybe it's too overwhelming. If you just release a little bit every day or every week, um, that might be a good way to build a habit of, you know, doing your course. 
Uh, it's a really great way to motivate learners who um, have paid, but maybe they haven't yet started the course, which happens, right? Sometimes you pay for something, you think, oh, it's going to be really useful, and you forget about it. And then you never come back to the course. So you want to have the best experience possible. And if they don't complete the course, it's not really going to help them. So you, you definitely want to provide reminders. Um, and it is possible, so you know, to automate these actions um, because you can find out who clicked on a link um, using an email automation tool like MailChimp. So MailChimp will tell you, oh, this person did or did not click the link. If they didn't click the link within a certain number of days, then just send them a reminder email. Just tell them like, hey, there's this other uh, part of the course, or maybe that's where the drip cam campaign comes in. By the way, I've got something new for you. Uh, go and check this out. If you haven't checked it out already, you can just catch up. It's really easy. This is how you do it. Um, you're not trying to guilt anybody, you know, it's just saying, oh, hey, how come you didn't take the course? I mean, people are, um, they, they are motivated in different ways. And you can even extrinsically motivate observers uh, to offer them a reward, such as a badge, if they complete all of the videos. Uh, so in my video um, funnels course, I offer a badge to anyone who just completes all the videos. If you just watch all the videos, here is a little badge. It says video uh, funnel secrets. And then uh, you, you can include that in, say, a resume or a LinkedIn profile, uh, but it's not personalized. So it's not it doesn't have your name on it or anything. It just says like, hey, here's the badge. And I figured like it's a good way to to get people like give them something. I mean, it's it's just a digital badge, uh, but you never know, like you, you never know what is going to motivate people. So just something simple like having a badge can make a, a big difference. It's not necessarily that observing is bad. It just means that maybe they don't know how they're going to use it right now. They just want to learn. Um, and maybe they don't want to do the course or they're not motivated. That's okay. It's not here to like, we're not here to judge them. Um, how do we encourage them to watch more videos? Because they'll, if they observe more, then it's going to lead them more towards those other levels of action. Make sense? Okay. So reflect. Um, I find reflect to be very interesting. Uh, you know, you don't need a lot in order to get people to reflect. So even if they are not going to use what they learned in the course immediately, people still want this way. Um, and they're going to remember more, uh, if they reflect on what they just learned. Um, so I mean, during a live stream, I can ask, how would you solve this problem? What would you do if you were in this same situation? Uh, but what can you do if your course is not offered live? So for example, it's a video that you previously recorded that you wanted to turn into a course. Uh, what can you what are the, the options for you? Well, there's multiple ways to use a multiple choice uh, question. Uh, but I've found that negative answers tend to require a little bit more thinking. Uh, so for example, I created a question for my video funnels course uh, that required the audience to look at a picture and tell me, well, what is um, not something like what is something that does not need to be improved in this video? And so you have to look at it and you go, hmm, is it like it's not bright enough? Is, is it like he's too far away from the microphone? Is his face too small? Um, all of these things or is the is the um, you know, is, is there too much stuff? Like, I don't know. Right? Like, but it's good because it requires you to to think like, oh, yes, these ones, I all agree, of course, I need to do these things. But then it makes you think a little bit more critically a negative answer. Um, I hope that makes sense. It's like, which of the following is not 
a good a good practice. Which of the following is not a a good way of learning online courses? What which which of the following is not a good thing to do with video funnels? Those are examples of ways that you can ask that question. Um, and I think the the key here is like this is not like a curriculum. I'm not really trying to teach people how, like how, like how to do a course. Like people are doing this because they want to. And so the key is like you want to make the total number of questions fairly short. Um, you know, people don't need to know everything in order to be able to act on what they had learned. And so this is this is helpful. So the key is if they miss something, um, they can always go back and learn it again. And that's one of the reasons why for what I teach, I try to um, motivate maybe ideally like one question per topic. And so usually like that, that topic takes like 10 or 15 minutes to cover all the aspects. And I only ask one question out of out of everything. When we are referring to uh, reflecting, covering one uh, question per topic is is really, it's really a simple way of doing it. Uh, I love creating scenarios where um, and asking them to think about the best solution and providing an explanation for why that is the best solution. Uh, I know that this is more effort on the part of the, the the person who is teaching the lesson, but I feel that it's it's very important actually. Um, if you are able to to do it, um, like if you are able to do this, it makes a huge difference. And so because it it helps you know who is like at what point are they, what is their level of learning uh, with respect to this topic? And I find that that is that is hugely beneficial. So I love like typically like I'm I try to motivate um, the work of going and doing the questions. Uh, by providing a personalized certificate for everyone who is able to answer above a certain threshold. It could be like 80%. And uh, there's a lot of systems like uh, LearnDash that I'm using right now that are very good at, at doing this. And I really like the approach used by Duolingo where you can go directly to the quiz. You don't have to take any of the, the, the actual video lessons and you can test your knowledge first. Um, and that's really powerful because then you can go back and watch only the videos that you don't understand yet. So every learner starts with a different level of prior knowledge. So why not start with only the videos that cover the gaps in what you already know? So that's one of the reasons why I love this like exam, you know, thing. It's like start with the test, right? Like the, I think there's some edu protocols that cover this exact same uh, method. <clears throat> and I think it's powerful because there's so much that you come in with. There's so much knowledge that you you know already. So I, I love that. <laughs> the last um, step and I want to that I want to cover and it's it's an important one is about creation. So you want people to be able to not only reflect, but you want them to also be able to create. So the best way to learn is to create something from what you've learned. And if you were to offer assignments, I'd recommend that every single assignment is something that the learner would have to do anyways to achieve their goal. So learners may not have to do like, they don't, they don't have time to do like assignments specific to just your course. 
But if you make it clear that these are the exact steps that you'll need in order to achieve your goal, it'll help to motivate those who are serious about transformation. Like for example, I'm a huge fan of uh, peer learning. And when learning about sales and closing from Dan Lok, uh, I had found that role plays with other students, especially those who are more advanced in the skill than you are, is massively beneficial uh, to know where you currently stand and how you need to improve. Uh, it's it kind of similar to like sparring with a higher belt level in a dojo. I want to practice the skill before going out and using it in real life. And so uh, for creative work, I encourage creating this safe and welcoming community for celebrating creative work and encouraging one another. Now, practically, you could do this obviously in any course, like you could do it inside LearnDash. But I've found that eh, social media, such as Facebook groups are powerful because people don't need to change their habits in order to be a part of your community. And that's the biggest problem is that yes, it works. But here's the problem you've got to like join some new like online community inside Coursera and like who, who has time for that? Like they have to go and do something else. But if you're already just browsing Facebook anyways, like it's, it's just right there. Like your community is ever present and it'll appear in your feed every once in a while. It's easy in comparison to the amount of effort of logging into a new system. So sometimes a live critique of creative work by the instructor can be a very powerful way of learning about what you can improve. So for example, um, ask learners to submit their LinkedIn profile and provide them with feedback directly. Uh, this helps like quickly skip all of those initial steps on the like on, on your course. And it only deals with the parts uh, that matters the most uh, and your, your students or your learners do not know yet. Does that making sense? Like you can you can skip everything. I'm a huge fan of like just in time learning means why do I got to learn everything from like the basics all the way up? You don't need to right? like you can motivate it by just having modules and say, here's the test for this module. If you understand it, just do the test, pass it and then move on to the next thing. You don't need to go and watch all the videos. What's the point? Right. If you know this stuff, like I don't want to waste your time. Um, don't waste their time by giving them an online course that, uh, you know, teaches them a bunch of stuff that they already know. Motivating proofs. So feedback should not only be for the students, the instructor needs feedback about their course as well. Uh, if this is negative or constructive feedback, uh, it can be used to create a new version of the course that's even better. And if this is positive feedback, then it can be used as a testimonial to talk about how this course has transformed people's lives. Now, as I know, like as instructors, we're often self-conscious about the feedback that's provided. Uh, but in the spirit of lifelong learning, the online world is very different from the traditional face-to-face -face learning environment. So we have to learn as much about search engine optimization for our online courses uh, as we do learning the actual materials that we're teaching. There are two different aspects. Like, yes, you are, you have the student as your customer, but you have another customer, which is the algorithms, the AI, and you need to learn that portion as well. Like, how do I make it so that it's easier for people to search and find my course is just as important as do I know the stuff in my course as well? Um, you know, feedback 
from our own customers is, is gold. Um, this could be strong motivation for putting your course onto something like Coursera, just because you can collect so much customer feedback. Uh, if you have an independent online course, such as like I do for AI parenting, it may be beneficial to offer those who give you a video testimonial um, something beneficial. Like of like, so if somebody writes a video testimonial of how this course has been helpful to them, you give them a reward such as a, uh, you can offer them like swag from your store or maybe a discount on the next course that they take with you. Um, that can be a good way of building a relationship with a student. Remember, it's, it's not what you learn, uh, but it's who you learn from that is important. You're building an educational brand and what you want is repeat customers. So anything that you can learn from, like anything that can help the learning experience is going to be beneficial, not just for that student, but for every student that you, you teach in the future. And this is a, this is the, that constant improvement that is going to make a huge, huge difference for you. In the end, learners do not remember what you taught them, but they remember how you made them feel. And so what are you doing to make sure that the experience that they have when they finish the course is a positive one? If we aren't getting positive reviews for our online course, well, what do we need to do to improve it? Now, an instructor can never know what's going to benefit their students the most without this constant iteration. Like a good place to start is to look at the feedback of other courses. What are the things that uh, others wanted to know, but they couldn't find out in that course? That is a great starting point. Start by offering those missing items. And what did the course cover that others already knew? So maybe those are the things that need to be removed from your course. And by doing this constant optimization, you're adding more value to every student that takes your course. You're removing the things that they already know, and you're adding in new things that they wish they knew, but you didn't have time to cover. I hope that is uh, making sense because this is really key. Like a lot of courses these days, I find they don't know what you know. They can't know what you know. So how can you make sure that this is adding value? This is unique, that this is something that's worthwhile. Well, make sure that you look at other reviews. Like you don't have to do a lot of creative thinking here. You just need to, it's a mechanical task. Just go in and look at reviews of others' courses. You'll be able to find out pretty quick. Uh, and this is, uh, this goes for everything. Um, it goes for other social media, like what should I do? It, look at best practice. Honestly, the best practice is out there. There are courses that have thousands of reviews. There, there's reasons why people love these courses, but there are also things that are missing from those courses. And that is your opportunity to cover those, those gaps. Um, people, maybe they already know about how to do video and social media. Uh, I don't need, a, they don't need to have a course on that, but video funnels, do they know how to do that? Like it was kind of the, the searching of it. It's something that I did in practice that helped me know, oh, there's a demand for this, like speaking to my own customers, speaking to people and going, well, what's going to be most helpful for you? That is very, very powerful. And so I want to make sure that um, that one's sinking in. So this is about motivating, right? So we're really talking about motivating proofs. And once you have um, it's like social proofs and I'll even like, I want to show you this because 
Like, it's important for you to... It's important for you to, to see this in practice, and you can even see how uh, Coursera does it. And I think that this is this is important because for any course... Hmm, no, it's not the course. Let me see. Oh, I can search video marketing here. So I was I was looking today at video marketing courses on Coursera, and there are other courses. This is not the only one, um, but th let me let me give you a practical example. Okay, so in this course, I'm just going to zoom in here. So this is a Coursera course on video marketing. So you search video marketing, this one comes up to the top. Okay, so 62,000 students. It has a 4.7 rating. That's not bad, right? So I'd start here. And I go, okay, well, I see that there's this course on, um, this is the person who's enrolled, and you can see like it charges for free. There's social proof right in the top, very, very powerful. Um, and then it goes, here's here's the course. And then if you go through the course, it tells you like, it just, it mainly is trying to deal with the pain. So how familiar are you with marketing communication campaign? Learn more about this key pillar in the marketing mix. So I felt like, you know, it, it could be done better in terms of the enrollment here. Uh, and you scroll down, here is the uh, the professor of marketing who is involved with this course and who, the organization that it's offered by. Now, there, there's some social proofs down here, uh, but the thing I don't like about this is that these social proofs have nothing to do with this course. Um, these social proofs are for Coursera as a whole. And so you'll find that like no matter what you see, you just see a bunch of Coursera is great, um, but it has nothing to do with you know uh, necessarily this course, but that's okay. Um, you'll see other courses that are related to it, and then what people learned. And then, of course, what it does is it goes through the syllabus, and then there's this part right here, which is the the top reviews um, from people who have, have taken this course. And I think this is the part that is really powerful. Um, it interested me so much that I was able to complete the entire module within two days. Great, great learning experience. So, like, there's a lot of good things, but I'd also look at, like, okay, not just the positive reviews, because the positive re reviews will explain why people took the course in the first place. So you want to take the positive reviews and use that that copy, that marketing copy, inside your own your own course description. Then the next it would be the negative reviews. I cannot understand what they're saying. Their their accents are too thick. <laughs> I didn't make it through the first two the two videos of this free trial. Okay, so like the language, you know, is it clear? Is it informative? Um, this course was an eye opener. Okay, great. But what was missing from this course? Um, a few advertisements are too good to understand the concept. Ah, so, so that's the thing is like that. This is this is a key common thing with with teaching courses is that they all only talk about positive examples. They only say like, oh, this is like a really great example, but you don't learn anything because everything is wonderful in this magical world of like video marketing. Uh, but what about like video marketing campaigns that flopped? that really did terribly. Oh, you know, like that could be an awesome thing to cover. Why don't we go through examples of things where it, it's absolutely terrible and it didn't succeed? That is powerful. And to me, that's what people don't do enough of is they, they need to look more at where it failed, where the course didn't succeed. And that will give them so much uh, better of an understanding of what they can do to improve um, like, like in terms of their learning, skip all the stuff that you know. Okay, I gotta have a video, it's gotta have like, you know, text descriptions, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that, that's easy. But people who still learn that failed. They knew all this stuff, you know, in this course.
but they still struggled. Why? Why did they struggle? Well, the exact reason is right there, right? Like you can you can learn from their experience and that's what you want to do. Like that, that's what they really want to, to have the opportunity to do is just to learn from that experience directly. And so that's one of the reasons why you want to take this course. This course will specifically deal with the common, the let's say the five most common pitfalls of doing online marketing uh, using video that people like the five most common mistakes. Here's how you can avoid them again. People are more likely to pay to get away from the pain than they will to gain from the benefit of whatever video marketing is going to be providing. So I think like if you're going to market something like this, I would move away from, oh, okay, like here are the, the strengths. Here's why video marketing is so right for you to more the here's why it didn't work for a bunch of people. And here's how here's the things that you can do to get around that. Because maybe they've already decided that they're doing video marketing. Uh, the question is whether or not you're the right fit for them. And if you start explaining like, well, other people took the course and it still ran into all these mistakes, you're just dealing with those mistakes. Whoa, awesome. <laughs> so I uh, hope that's making sense. Like it, it really covers uh, what you can what you can do here. And there's a lot of uh, potential in this space. Okay, cool. Now, um, the next one is uh, no, this is this is really the last one. And what I want to do is I want to like just explain to you a, a little bit of what I've been doing so far. And if you don't mind, I'm going to run through uh, my course a little bit. Uh, and the way I'm going to do this is I think, hmm, what's the best way? Can I share the screen? Yeah, okay. So maybe I'll show you my course and I'll show you what that that looks like just to give you like a brief preview, because I, I want to make sure that this is uh, fully sinking in here. And I, I want it to be practical. Uh, I don't want to, <laughs> there's no point in just like, having a, uh, a discussion around uh, the course and what can be done. So okay, so here is the the video funnels course, right? So video funnel secrets, I have the video and now I'm logged in. So I've, I've actually paid for the course. And I'm logged in and getting it so that it connects with the shop. That's what uh, learn dash and uh, the like the WooCommerce and the WordPress does. And so that was really powerful. But there's this is not the only way like there you could do um, Kajabi, for example, I think it does that the same thing, or you could put your course onto any type of learning management system. Um, and in here, uh, what I found that has been very interesting is that uh, it takes your course and here are the different uh, pieces of the curriculum. So if I click on the first one, um, it'll just load up the video and it says, Okay, this is the face to face video. And so you can play this, you can even uh, play this on a mobile device, it, it doesn't really matter, it loads up the video. Uh, and then there's like a little bit that you, where you can learn more. And then you can just mark the once you've completed this brief video, you can move on to the next one, and move on to the next one and the next one. And so once you've done that, and of course, if you want, you don't actually have to do the entire course, you can actually skip direct to ah, forget it, I'm just gonna go and collect my certificate, right? I'm gonna go straight to the test. And this is what I love. So once you've got that, here's your little your little badge that I was referring to earlier, right? The video funnels badge. Great. Now you can also start the the quiz. And so I asked like, okay, which of the following is not and so I, I'm using the no like the negative. And I'm gonna choose it's not a way to get your live videos to be more like a face to face conversation. Um, is it using multiple mobile devices, a software beauty filter, a web camera or adding more light. So the answer here is when do you think is the answer? 
um, is a software beauty filter. And the reason for that is it's going to create lag on your video. It's going to actually make it seem less like a real person. So none of this actually helps you make it look more like a face-to-face -face, because you can't apply beauty filters in real life. And so next, um, the next is, which is the following this is not a reason to engage live. Uh, is it to put your audience on the spot? No, <laughs> right? So this is not, and I like, the, I like the negative ones. And so this is just a quick example um, course that I created. It, it'll say like, okay, your quiz is complete. It's all done through LearnDash. And it goes, great, you've got like the score uh, is good enough. And if it wasn't, then it would say like restart the quiz. And then it gives you the option to print your certificate. So you push a button um, and it will give you a PDF certificate. Now this is, uh, you could do this using um, Autocrat. I think that's one way of doing it. I, I'm using LearnDash because it, it's all integrated. And this user's name, by the way, I called Ed3, TSE3, um, just as a, as a test. But it gives you a sense of like, oh yeah, there's like a full-on certificate that comes with it. And so I found that that's one way that, that helps draw their attention. And then another one that I found um, helpful is uh, in the course and in the shop, uh, I try to make it so that you can actually see the course so you get like a visual of what all the different modules are. So attention, video, 60 seconds, so you can see like you're getting quite a bit of a package with this. And I think the visual is as important as the the course itself. Like, yes, you need the explanation, but you also need that that course. And so um, I like it's in the shop and it's also in the courses page as well. So both of them are are there. And I, I want to like keep in mind that I'm, I'm not completely done yet with this course, um, but I'm I'm using this to to motivate like why people would want to take the course. And I'm trying to create basically a sales page around this. And I think once I figure out the formula of what this looks like, that's that's what I'm trying to get at here is like, that's the goal here that is, is you want to motivate them. Um, and so if you want to take a look at this live, you just go to AIparenting.live. Actually, I think I have that in my last slide. Yeah. So if you want to see all of this uh, live, you just go to AIparenting.live. Uh, or you can just follow me on uh, Twitter at AI Parenting. Uh, and from there, you can you can see this course kind of live in action. And maybe if you sign up for the, um, yeah, if you sign up for the, the email list, what I'll do is uh, maybe later today, I, I can set up discount codes. So I'll set up a discount code for you. And then you can go and uh, check out the course and you can give me some feedback as to what you think about the course. Because uh, I'm always looking to improve it. So as an kind of an early like for early access, I'll give you like early access to it because um, I want to learn with you guys. And again, I'm not saying that my course is like all it's all figured out. I'm just saying um, once we figure out a good formula for this, then you've got a way to go from video to attention and leads to an actual product that you would sell them. And then you can go out finally. And this is um, kind of near the the, the next step that I want to cover. Uh, attracting a cold audience using paid advertisements because at that point you are already hopefully making some revenue from your existing funnel and once you have that then it's fairly easy to justify okay yeah, I'm going to spend a little bit more money so that I can uh, tr attract a larger audience and that's kind of my goal is like I want you to be able to make money from from these courses not just go and make a bunch of videos like what's the point of making a bunch of videos and then nobody ever watches your stuff <laughs> And you know, and you never, you never make any revenue. Like you're, you're here not to just make a, to become an influencer. Uh, I'm hoping you're, you're here also to, like, to see how this, this can actually turn into regular revenue for you.
From the bottom of our hearts, we are humbled that you chose to join us today on the AI Parenting Podcast. If you found this information interesting to you, you definitely want to become an AI Parenting Insider, where we give additional tips on how you can be the best parent in the this world of artificial intelligence. You can just go to AIParenting.live and you can subscribe directly. Next week, we're going to dive deep into Apple's war for data control based on some of the new findings from iOS 15. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.